Hello? Excellent. <clears throat> Again, uh, good evening, uh, good afternoon, everyone here. Uh, my name is uh, Innocent Clement. Uh, innocent, just as in not guilty. Uh, <laughs> so my parents were Catholics, and they decided to give me to name me after a pope. Um, so I am a trained physician, uh, general internist. Uh, so um, shortly after my residency, I decided to take a different route. I went to grad school, got an MBA, did consulting, and then decided that uh, I will also want to really be back into the healthcare space. So prior to Ciba Health, I was also a co-founder, a CEO of a company called Kaya Health. Kaya is in the muscular skeletal space. Uh, we started in 2015 with my partners, and then I left Kaya in 2019 to start Ciba Health. Uh, so Ciba, really, I'm sure people will be curious, what does Ciba mean? I mean, Ciba means uh, butterfly transformation. Um, that's what Ciba really means for us as a company. And then really, our focus is suddenly looking at uh, chronic disease uh, conditions, mostly patients with type 2 diabetes, digestive health. So Ciba is a multi-product platform that is beginning to look at um, personalization, understanding root causes of uh, you know, our chronic disease condition, and really putting together a personalized intervention to address some of those challenges, mostly with patients with chronic disease condition. So Ciba really started as a result of my own personal experience managing patients with chronic disease condition, seeing the frustration first time from patients, and then really as a provider, continue to treat the same patient with the same condition we decided to really build something that can begin to address some of those pain points, some of those challenges from a patient perspective. So CIBA today, uh, it's currently in 36 states within the US. CIBA is already in China. CIBA is also already in the UAE today. CIBA uh, was launched in 2020 uh, officially. Uh, we went live. And so again, today I'll be talking about the future, I mean, patient centricity, expanding telehealth access. So I mean, again, this slide here really uh, highlights some of the challenges that we have with the healthcare system today. I mean, looking at you know what COVID has done. I mean, really, COVID has really exposed the current healthcare system with some of the challenges that we see today. I mean, from access and then really showing how broken the current U.S. healthcare system is today. And uh, so, I mean, I'm not gonna go through all this for you, but I'm sure a lot of you here who are providers are also probably you know have I mean have experienced and seen this firsthand. So suddenly, uh, this is one of the reasons why I think telehealth is really providing a lot of opportunity for us to provide care, provide access for patients when they need, whatever they are. The goal is to always meet them at their point of need. Again, you know, looking at this slide here today, it talks about the trends in healthcare today, and I'm sure a lot of you here are familiar with the current uh, trends, right? Looking at the global, you know, spending in healthcare today, it's 8.3 trillion. Uh, in the U.S., 90% of the healthcare costs are spent on chronic and behavioral health conditions today. So, I mean, one out of three Americans has, uh, has altered their eating habits due to financial concern. So this is a huge challenge, right? You know, for us here as providers and also consumers, we begin to look at this. It's suddenly uh, a concern for everyone here today looking at what does, what does this mean for the patients or for the, uh, for the country or for, you know, the, the world in general. So again, back to uh, patient centricity. 
So this is a slide here that really, for me, captures what the definition of uh, patient centricity is. I mean, really, because if you look at the patient in the middle here, we have all the providers here that surrounds the patient. Because I think for me, when I looked at this, really, it's suddenly looking at how we as a company, I mean, in CBI Health, how we look at healthcare, because we truly believe that patients should be in the center of all the decisions we make when we make decisions. We should carry a patient along as we make the decisions. They should understand why we're making decisions. Because the goal is, if you empower patients, really patients understand what decision, why you're making certain decisions, what does the data even mean for the patient. Patient is empowered. They understood what this means. They're able to really, you provide them with the tools, with the support, so that they can continue to support themselves even when they're not there. So they understand why you're making certain decisions. So it's very important. Because, I mean, if you're looking at the current healthcare today, obviously we understood how this is today is because it's suddenly very, very transactional. A patient goes in, in five minutes, patient is out. Again, obviously, this is also driven by, you know, the, 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 the insurance company as well as, again, the administrators as well. Because, again, the goal is to really see as many patients. So there's a lot of frustration in that. But, again, with the telehealth today, suddenly, I mean, I'm, we begin to see a change, a shift in that direction because now we're beginning to understand the importance of driving clinical outcomes, how to really empower patient and then patient to be really ensure that you know, the patient understand that, okay, once we make decisions, this decision is how does that impact them? And then you provide them with the tools that would help them to continue to make better decisions so that as they continue in their healthcare journey. Uh, so here again, it's a slide that talks about the advantages of uh, patient centricity. Right? So again, I'm not gonna bore you guys to walk you through all that, but again, most importantly, if you're looking at this slide today, because the patient understand that every decision the healthcare provider makes, really this decision is really probably understanding what the importance are for the patient. And then the patient also feel like, okay, someone is truly listening to me or to me. And then, you know, when, you know, I go to see a provider, that on itself really provides some sort of one, it helps to improve the clinical outcomes for the patients. It also helps to really to empower the patients. It also also helps to show that uh, if you carry a patient along in making any all the decisions as we do, there's suddenly going to be trust that's going to be built, and then patient will also feel like you know uh, the providers listen to me. They understand where I'm coming from, what my challenges are. They're able to really I'm part of the process. So that helps to also drive the. The, the, the clinical outcome we want to see, it helps also to drive engagement. It also allows the patient to continue to seek care when they know that they can trust you. They believe that whatever intervention you're putting in place, you're taking into account, you know, what the challenges they go through, how can you better support them. Patients also be able to understand that, you know, again, can make choices for themselves. So that's why it's very important to really begin to look at some of these advantages, you know, when we're building any healthcare solution today to ensure that it's suddenly truly patient-centric. Because again, we've seen this first time, like in CBI Health today, we've seen, you know, uh, uh, in terms of patient outcome, we've seen what that has done. Because again, CBI, we sell to self-funded employer, but again, obviously the self-funded employer will begin to understand, you know, how's the engagement, how are you improving engagement, how are you improving outcome, how does that impact their bottom line? So it's also very important, I think, you know, when we talk about patient-centricity to highlight some of these advantages. 
So again, this slide here really again, it gives a broader view of the healthcare, right? So because again, for us, you know, as in, in CIBA Health, what we do is to really look at it from a whole person health, really approaching it with a broader view. It focuses on supporting the patient overall health rather than just treating the conditions. It's a person-centered holistic approach because again, the goal is to ensure that we're not just treating the symptoms or a band-aid approach, but we're putting a solution that can truly understand what are the root causes why does the patient have this condition in the first place? How can we better support this patient? And then really provide a whole person approach because the entire human body is connected, right? So you're not just want to treat because a patient comes in with a headache, you're treating the headache, but there must be a reason why that headache is even there in the first place. So how do you now begin to figure out what's going on? Where is the headache coming from? Let's begin to address it from the root causes and then begin to put together a personalized intervention that suddenly is addressing. Uh, that patient specifically. So that's why you see here in the, in, in the middle here, the patient is in the middle. We have all this, you know, around the patient just to show, you know, to showcase how important it is to really do a whole person approach and really focusing on the patient in the middle. So, I mean, this slide here talks about the patient-centric approach best practices. As you can see here, uh, we look at the human aspect of it. Obviously, you know, we have provider, which is almost like a multi, you do a multidisciplinary approach, right? So where you have the doctors, the dietitian, or the health coaches, the nurses, the pharmacists, all working collaboratively to support this patient. Because again, what does that do? You know, engage patient through the journey. Because once you're able to do that, the patient, you build a trust, the patient understand that that's a solution that can really support me. Again, I can trust the provider. You drive engagement, right? It enables the community, the channels, and the support, right? And then, obviously, you know, for you to drive, you know, a patient-centric approach, obviously, you have to take advantage of technology. How does technology fit into that? For sure. So, you know, you have to really utilize digital devices, set up support, right? Because, again, you know, when you set up devices, obviously, you know, when you talk about the remote patient monitoring capability, those devices will be integrated into some of this, uh, uh, the RPM where the patient's able to track their progress from baseline as well as the providers can proactively connect with patient looking at some of the wearables that we have today. It could be the aura ring, it could be the within the scale and all of that. So patients track their progress from baseline. So that allows for them to see you know, where they are in the journey today. Uh, and how are they getting better support? So you're leveraging, you know, uh, smart reminders and push notification. Because once you leverage the smart reminders and push notification, you're also able to drive engagement because the patient will participate because now you're notifying the patient. If there's a trend in the data, they get the trend or you're notifying them to say, can you go out and maybe go for a walk for 15 minutes, walk and all of that. So it's also very important when you're building uh, patient centricity in a digital space today. Of course, again, we're not going to forget about the content because the content suddenly it's tailored towards the patient based on some of the information you're getting from either the wearables or the devices, right? Educational uh, uh, materials, coaching videos, patient are able to follow through. Again, that's why it's important, you know, when you can deliver this through technology, but again, through the, um, the breaker motor, it's very challenging because, again, you have to spend a lot of time but with technology that allows for that sort of approach where you're able to really engage with patient drive some of the clinical outcomes you want to see. So this is a, it's a case study and how we look at it as a company in CBA Health today. So, I mean, for a patient, a, a, a typical patient journey, we, everything we do is virtual. All our patients are all over the place, you know, so we don't have a physical location. But how we really look at it, how do we support this patient? How do we build a really patient-centric approach is 
First, again, of yours, because the patient, we have to collect a lot of data from the patient as we're making decisions, right? So we have a comprehensive questionnaire that collects a lot of information, patient history, physical history, um, family history, a lot of that information. And we'll begin to look at labs because, again, every decision we make has to be driven by data. So that's why it's important for us to be able to have what we call creating a 360 patient view. And then we'll also integrate the wearables, you know, like I mentioned earlier. It's very important for us as a provider to stay in touch with the patient because if it's delivered virtually, you know, how do you not continue to support the patient if you don't have a view? Mostly the way you have that view, you're looking at that from a, from a, dash, from a dashboard where the provider has access to the dashboard, the patient also have access to a dashboard themselves. Uh, this is another uh, classical example of how we look at it from a CIBA perspective again. Like I said, everything we do, we do at CIBA is delivered virtually for all our patients. We don't have any physical location. We have office, but mostly for us, again, it's important. As you can see in the middle here, we have a big circle there, which shows, you know, it's a patient-centered care model. You know, we have the health coaches, we have the physicians, we have the dietitian, we have advanced lab testing. We're able to send phlebotomies to the patient's home. Uh, we have partnership with Quest Lab where uh, they can go to the patient home and collect uh, their, their, their samples or the patient can stop by um, uh, the Quest or the lab, uh, lab diagnostics where they can have the sample collected. Obviously, our goal is to, based on all the information and the data we're seeing here, to put together a personalized intervention rather than using a one-size-fits-all. Again, this also, I want to show the importance of you know, uh, what we call virtual care or telehealth services because with that, you're able to really provide care for a lot more patients. Patients are able to access it wherever they are, whenever they need it. But most importantly, whatever decision you make, however you make those decisions, it certainly had to be based on that individual patient rather than uh, looking at um, the entire population when you make decisions. So this is also... Um, uh, a typical dashboard, what dashboard looks like from a CIBA perspective, right? So again, once we have the connected devices, uh, we're able to track all the data, and then the providers are able to see this themselves, and so that they can proactively connect with the patient. The patient themselves are able to see this, and right? the goal is to really empower the patient, so the patient know that, okay, if there's a trend in the data, this, it, it probably, it's, it's gonna, it, there will be a red flag, right? And it sends a notification to the patients and the providers so that we can now check in with the patient and see how well these patients are doing. Because most importantly, our goal is to empower patients. Our goal is to build trust. Our goal is to ensure the patient that we truly are providing them with a personalized intervention. But this cannot be done without using the technology or virtual sort of platform to deliver the, most of this care. So, I mean, again, this is, uh, I, I talked about a lot about empowering patients, right? So, again, this is also uh, how we look at it. I mean, we looked about uh, automated push notification helps the patient to stay engaged. Uh, we schedule visits. Um, again, the care team availability to answer patient questions and provide assistance. And then the dashboard that displays uh, the trends in the patient data and all of that, that allows the continue to empower patient to continue to drive engagement, given that the patients are not in front of you. You, can, you know, if the patient, you have a visit with a patient today, how do you not continue to engage with this patient if the patient is not there? The only way you can do that is to use technology to connect to support the patient and empower them to make decisions as they continue in their healthcare journey. 
I mean, this is uh, an extract from uh, Deloitte. I mean, because again, uh, I, I, I'll talk about expanding telehealth services. How do you expand telehealth services? Even within the US, there's a lot of regulatory requirements, a lot of legal framework that you need to understand. You know, so, you know, I was talking about CBS already in China, CBS already in the UAE. It's very important for us to understand a lot of regulatory requirement as you go to every country, understand what are the challenges, understanding the culture, the tradition there, what sort of approach would you do use when you get to a different region? You know, in the US, a lot of times what I've seen today, a lot of people, when they go to a different region or a different country, they think what's working here in the US, thinking that same approach will also work when they go to a different region. And it's also going to be a challenge because you know the culture is different there, the tradition, maybe the language barrier. So you, we need to begin to understand you know, as we continue to scale and grow our telehealth to provide access to patients globally, we need to begin to figure out, understanding what are the regulatory implications there? How can you build a solution that would adapt to what's obtainable on the ground rather than using what's working in a different region, trying to take it to another region to think it's going to work, it's not going to work. You know, the adoption might be a challenge there, even though you're looking to do good, but because you do not understand some of those nuances, some of the challenges then it becomes a challenge for you. Then you have issue with engagement, a challenge with adoption as well. So it's also very important for us to understand some of those metrics as we continue to build and deploy the telehealth service solutions across the globe. All right, thank you so much. Um, are there any questions? <laughs> thank you.